Hey, welcome to the 200th episode of the InterVR podcast. I can't wait for you to check it out. But before we do that, I just want to give out a quick shout out to all these places, the top 10 places in the world that are listening to the show, starting with number one uh, being the U.S., followed by Germany, the U.K., Vietnam, Spain, Cyprus, Canada, Hong Kong, Greece, and Australia. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, I can't wait to put out 200 more and 200 more after that and on and so on and so on. Um, I'm having such a blast putting together these podcasts and I hope you're having fun as well. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Enter VR podcast. I'm Chris Miranda, your host, and today I'm joined by the creator of Niels the Universe, World of Comenius, Sightline the Chair, and Niels VR. Fruxios is in the house. Fruxios, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hello. Fruxios. Yeah, glad to, glad to be here. Dude, I'm so glad. I'm so excited. It's been it's been years. It's been at least two years since we last spoken. Um, yes, and you've been, a... been hiding in your basement for the past two <laughs> years, just not talking to the world because you've been working on something absolutely insane. I just got a chance to try it out. And to all those listeners out there who are who are wondering, like, what is this hype? What is this? What is what is he making? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. Fruxios is making a god simulator, basically. <laughs> this dude is. I just got to try Neil's VR, and it was one of the most insane experiences thus far because of just. And and let's start with the beginning. I'm too hyped. I'm too excited. Let's. What is Neil's VR? Ah, uh, well, Neil's VR. Uh, I call it uh, something uh, a term, a metaverse engine, and it is essentially it is a software composed of several layers. And at the, at the bottom layer, you have a very very novel algorithm that allows you to build new uh, environments and uh, applications from from very basic elements. And essentially, uh, it uh, it is done in a way that whatever application you build is automatically multiplayer, it's automatically cloud-enabled, and it's automatically social. And uh, it's not become something that you don't have to solve over and over again. And on top of that uh, foundation, there's a bunch of uh, layers which uh, solve a lot of different problems, like uh, uh, tools for easy creation from within the artists that try to make uh, building walls more intuitive. Uh, there's a visualization tools, uh, tools that allow you to bring a lot of uh, con- existing content and that allow you to navigate these virtual worlds. So it's, um, it's a little bit d- difficult to explain, but uh, it, it's, it's really sometimes better to experience it. But uh, in short, uh, we call it Metaverse Engine. And what you did with, with this Metaverse Engine, Niels VR, is you, you basically took the best things about Unity, the best things about Unreal Engine, the best things about uh, visual programming, and you, and you brought mm. them over to Niels and sort of remixed it in a way that feels really intuitive and really seamless. What was your thinking about, like, what was your thinking like when you were first building it out? Like, did you, did you from the beginning... Were you from the beginning targeting this sort of like feature functionality, or is this something that over time, as you were building it out, you'd realize that holy crap, this is turning into something a lot bigger? What was what was your take? 
Uh, well, it was uh, anyway. It was a little bit a gradual process, uh, but uh, it arose uh, mostly from uh, from need because I was building a lot of uh, a lot of different VR applications, and I was solving the same problems over and over again. Like I, I would build like educational demo, I would build an MRI visualization, I would build uh, like a simple game. And for each of them, I would need to integrate networking. I would need to integrate multiplayer. I would need to integrate uh, support for the motion, for Oculus Rift, for HTC Vive, for the Razer Hydra. And essentially, I, I become tired of solving the same problems over and over again. And I wanted to create something that would be uh, that would essentially solve them once uh, once and for all. So I would have to focus only what makes the application or specific. Uh, specific tool tool specific and I wouldn't have to solve these same problems again and there was sort of a part uh, like the need for 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 a tool like that and uh, but then I sort of started thinking how could something like that work and one thing I like about history of computing is that uh, essentially as the time progressed uh, the tools for building software became became a lot more accessible like uh, like in the early days of computing, you had very complex computers where you essentially had to require them to change the function. Then came the assembly languages, and then came uh, higher-level high programming languages like uh, C. And uh, then even later, we had uh, even more higher-level uh, programming languages. And what, what, what each of these programming languages did was that it uh, created uh, sort of a new paradigm for, uh, for programming, and the way we we think about uh, how we structure and write those programs, and what, new, what each new paradigm allowed you to do is that it allowed you to uh, shift your thinking more towards uh, what you are building, and less from the technical aspects of what you are building. Like you don't you, you didn't have to manage the memory anymore, or you didn't have to uh, you didn't have to like uh, think about the specific details of the architecture. And what I, what I like about this is that uh, every time it allowed uh, the skilled people could uh, build more in shorter time and uh, people who didn't have the skill or the time to learn uh, something like assembly could su- suddenly build something that was usable uh, in case where they weren't able to build this before. And then we also had to, we also had a lot of tools like, uh, like I mentioned uh, Unity, Unreal Engine with uh, various and Blender. That's also one, one of my favorites. And I saw all of these tools, and I used them myself, and I learned a lot about uh, computing and programming thanks to these tools, because I could play, play around with them. And these tools, they come up with uh, so many clever ideas that also do the same for game development, for example. Like, uh, for example, Unity is designed in a very clever way, and uh, its architecture, it's, it's like, like the principles of its architecture are very simple, but they are also very powerful, so they allow you to very quickly create an uh, interactive application. And it's also like, uh, you, you could think of that as a different like a framework, a different paradigm, different way you think about uh, building applications. And now, nowadays we have people who are using Unity to build uh, like completely new games, uh, like uh, indie games uh, for people who weren't able to build uh, things before. Uh, to even huge like AA titles, which can also be built in Unity thanks to its uh, flexibility, and you have also the same with Unreal and Blender. Like uh, in Unreal, people are uh, using the Blueprint programming system to create behaviors, even if they are not programmers, and uh, that's one of the things they f- find uh, favorite on it. So what I wanted to do with Neos is uh, create 
another like uh, another step in this series of paradigms. And uh, the way NEOS works is uh, it essentially creates a paradigm for building social VR applications. It's uh, it's designed in a way that the basic components uh, change the way you think about uh, building those applications. You no longer have to think, I have this instance of my application and I need to keep it in sync. I need to solve what happens when somebody joins in. I need to solve what happens when I need to persist the experience. I need to solve what happens when when I want to bring one object from one world to another or when there's some conflict. But you, you focus more on what what the tool does. How does the tool change the world? How does the user, how does the object behave in the world? And how, how, does, it, how does it interact with the world? But at the same time, it's also built from very basic uh, primitives. So it's uh, it still gives you great flexibility, and it's a, it's a very like a general p- purpose. So you can use it for to build either like entertainment application, visualizations, games, uh, creative tools, and everything sort of exists within one shared uh, universe. So uh, the, the paradigm gives you gives you options that the previous ones didn't have before, and it sort of uh, but it also builds on top of what these uh, previous tools introduced. So, yeah, this is why I call it the God Simulator because when I was in there, I kept thinking to myself, I can do anything here. I can, I can, and the thing about it is that, you know, um, you're gonna keep working on it and adding more features and more functionality. Um, and all I keep thinking about is like, holy crap, this is gonna be huge. This is gonna be huge because you're allowing people to make VR inside VR. You yes. tried to do this, and Unreal tried to do this. Uh, I remember a while ago, um, Unreal released a, a patch or something like that, where like you could um, the, the visual inspector was now attached to your Vive controller, mm-hmm. and you could in VR inside the scene you can start creating stuff in with with Unreal. But the problem with Unreal at that point. Um, was that it wasn't it was yeah you could you could model you can create scenes but it didn't give you access to the blueprint system so you couldn't do anything uh, more than just drop scenes and assets on the, mm. on, on unreal and then the other thing was with unity where they released a vr editor sometime in like february 2016 and i remember being so hyped about it mm. and then they went silent and I haven't heard anything from them anymore. <laughs> I, I want and, and 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 so I'm happy because you're follow, you're you're on top of that dream. You're 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 going mm. after that dream, and it's not just me. You know, it's I feel like there's so many people out there who who want to have that feeling of instant gratification when they're mm. using their hands and in an intuitive way to create things that, it, that otherwise you couldn't been able to do it. Um, on on blender or on unity because of the learning curve and, mm. and so i'm super excited for neils i really am um and i want to ask you you know, what was your so you mentioned your your you wanted to solve a problem which is you're you're basically solving the same problems over and over again um mm. how do you see neils uh going into the future like what sorts of pl- problems are you planning to tackle as as well. Uh, do, do you mean like uh, new problems or uh, problems that I'm still like in the process of solving? Pro- I like I like the answer. I'd like to hear more about like what problems you're in the process of solving and what sorts of and and sort of give me a sneak preview of what's to come. Uh, 
Well, currently, one, one, one of the biggest things about the Neosys uh, paradigm is that it's uh, like the, the its new data model is not yet complete. There are still some things missing. And because of that, it's not applicable to all possible, like uh, all kinds of games you would want to make in, uh, like mo- uh, not just games, but applications that you would want, want to make for multiplayer VR. So there are still t- some tools uh, which are more like uh, difficult to use. But they allow you to do what uh, Neos doesn't yet, and one of those is uh, like massively scalable worlds, when, where you essentially have one giant environment with multiple people in, and that's uh, that's something that you couldn't do easily right now with Neos. You would essentially uh, you would have to write a lot of the subsystems yourself and essentially solve the same problems uh, also. Uh, but the way Neos is uh, engineered is that uh, it is actually very easily extensible for these things. So the data model can be expanded, uh, uh, expanded to support uh, scenarios like those. And essentially, in the future, I plan to uh, take uh, put more focus on uh, adding more functionality like this and uh, enabling the model to do to cover more like uh, more different different like uh, scenarios. So, so you would essentially have like uh, you would essentially have like uh, a set of applica- or subset of applications that you could build with uh, Unity, and you could build it with uh, Neos already while having the uh, the benefits of the automatic multiplayer, the cloud functionality, building in VR, and I essentially want to keep expanding that subset so it becomes bigger and bigger, and you could you could cover more ground that way. And I'm, I'm, yeah, so. sorry, go ahead, go ahead. And another aspect of this is that because of the Neos works, it also has some more overhead compared to, uh, to like designing your own networking solution specifically for an application. So that also like uh, decreases a little bit uh, the like the, the, the different possible applications you could build. But that's also something I want to solve in the future. Like uh, find uh, I have like. Um, I have considerations in the design for uh, for various kinds of optimizations that will also expand it in that way. So you could you could extract uh, more performance, limit the overhead, do various kinds of optimizations that will also let you cover uh, more different applications and build them with Neos, getting the benefits uh, of the system. All right. So let me ask you about the multiplayer. Um, what was your line of thinking in incorporating multiplayer into Neos? Well, um, multiplayer is it's very important, like uh, for, for a lot of different applications. Like for example, if uh, when I when I was building the MRI application, you would want multiplayer for that because uh, for medical visualizations, it's beneficial for multiple multiple like uh, doctors uh, or um, I'm not sure what the word is like med- medics or something like that. Essentially, people like who who di- diagnose uh, the medical visualizations and uh, you have a benefit of uh, having multiple people like that uh, come in a virtual environment uh, and essentially look at the scheme scan market with uh, market with uh, like uh, some indicators uh, same with uh, like a team of engineers or scientists who want to communicate their ideas or uh, or engineering designs or problems they are trying to solve and use various visualizations uh, to aid that uh, you also have like games. We want to share 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 the gaming uh, like a gaming experience with your friends, or uh, just have a social meeting, 
or in school you want to uh, have a group of students with a teacher, for example, explore the human body. And for each of these applications, like uh, I think there's very few applications for VR, for multiple multiplayer is something that you have to spend time developing for for applications. And that's what Ninos tries to solve, is that whatever you build, you build it in a very similar way, you would do that in Unity or Unreal. Uh, but we also have the benefit of the in-VR tools and uh, like uh, similar uh, similar work, uh, workflows, but we also have the benefit of automatic multiplayer, automatic cloud support, uh, for, like uh, for free. And so, let me ask you this: when you're when you're designing Neos, who is the person that who is the audience that you have in mind? Um, because it seems because it seems like. You know, if I'm a if I'm an Unreal developer, or I'm a I'm a unit or I'm a Unity developer already. You know, um, what would compel me to cross over to Neos? Now, if I'm hmm. learning Unity and if I'm re- learning Unreal, Neos seems like a really really great entry level alternative to these hmm. to these to these platforms. And so and so, tell me about the audience. What what, what does your audience look like inside your mind? Well, with Neos, the thing about audience is that it's sort of, uh, like to simplify, it's everybody. It's not, not not just the developers. It's also like the casual users, it's scientists, uh, the teachers. Because when I was designing Neos, uh, I took a lot of considerations into all kinds of uh, like use scenarios. And I, like, I, I kept throwing away a lot of designs and a lot of ideas because they wouldn't be general enough to support these. But uh, if you were to focus just on the developers... I think even like for seasoned Unity and Unreal developers, and I myself like love using Unity to develop a lot of applications, Sightline, World of Communions, MRI visualizations, everything, all of those were built in using Unity. But uh, what would make Neos interesting, interesting to those developers is that they can make, uh, for the subset that they support, they could make the same application much faster without, with, with less problems, less bugs, and have a lot of extra functionality that they wouldn't get with Unity, like the interaction with the other worlds and other creations, and uh, I'm sure the, the multiplayer and the cloud functionality. That's awesome. And so, let me ask you about this: What has been the biggest challenge so far in building out Neos? Well, it's been actually like a little bit difficult. Um, uh, just, just because it's 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 a very complex project, and it takes a lot of time. And part of the time, part of the reason why it took so much time is that, uh, uh, like I mentioned, I, I kept throwing away designs. Like uh, I think my colleague even like got unhappy at, at some point because, I, I just, uh, like in the early stages when I was working on the Neos architecture, I just went like, "This is wrong. This this, this doesn't work. I need to redesign this." Uh, so, so I essentially started from scratch, or almost for, from scratch. And for the longest part, the, the, the problem with that, with that was that uh, we didn't have anything to show. Like the Neos, so something I could show to people was just like a, a thing, like a structure on a command line. Uh, and it was very difficult to pitch to people. It was very difficult to explain. So... For a very long, and even later, like when I started building the alpha versions, they sort of uh, they looked very ugly because I was I was still focusing a lot on the supporting systems and the various components and the architecture of the system, and I wasn't focusing on the visuals, so they were they, they were very rudimentary. Uh, also, also focusing like like the tools that were in the early alphas, they were 
uh, like the simplest version I could quickly write just to test out some behaviors and see what would be the best way to move forward and, and so I can focus on making making like uh, continuing to make the architecture. And because I wasn't putting focus on the tools and on the visuals, it was very difficult to sell to people. Like when we are uh, showing it to some people at, uh, at fairs and uh, showing it online, uh, people wouldn't understand what the system is. So, and, for, and, and essentially when you don't have that, uh, like uh, when you don't have any feedback and when everybody like, uh, they don't know what to think about the project and we are developing for, uh, for months and months and uh, even years in silence, uh, this gets a little bit difficult, like even emotionally. So that's uh, how yeah, did this, you keep going, man? Like you were working all by yourself, and you're just like, how did you find the motivation to keep going every day for the past two, three years to pro- work on the same project, and just like yeah. head down, well, just not like you know, like how did you not get distracted, or how did you not, how did you avoid, you know, going like, okay, this seems maybe I want to work on something really interesting all of a sudden you know how did you keep your attention on the one project oh sometimes it was uh, really difficult but uh uh, news is essentially like something that uh, i want to build and i like like to see projects to completion and essentially uh, a lot of time i I kept like the things that you can already do in neos right now and the things that uh, people are even telling me like that they find amazing on neos i sort of i kept imagining for for years, like how how awesome it would be if you could do that in VR, and oftentimes like uh, for me that's, that is that is enough motivation just just to keep working on it, pushing it to, towards the goal, even if it takes takes a lot of time to get there, and um, yeah, so, so, so essentially it uh, yeah. And let me ask you about UI, because there was another thing that I noticed about Neos is the fact that the UI in there is so intuitive. How are you able to iterate such clean and seamless UI? Like, what is it What is it inside, like, in your mind? Are you making 3D models? Are you make, making volumetric models inside your mind of, of what the UI should look like? Are you making diagrams on paper? Do you Are you just oh. iterating and just pragmatically working on one version and then that doesn't work and you try another what's your strategy yes well actually it, it, it also relates to what i said before like uh what i often do is uh, and it's not just with uis it's with all other things but what i do is that i essentially make write the most simplest to write like script that takes like 10 minutes to write uh version of something and it, it looks completely ugly ugly and it's very annoying to use, but I, I keep using it to make stuff. And I and I try to pay attention to why is it annoying, what's annoying me about it, and what would like. And I try to imagine what would I like to have instead. So when, when like when some task is super tedious, uh, I keep thinking like uh, like wouldn't it be better if I if I had this other thing that that would allow me to do this thing that I'm doing over and over again. That would allow me to do this thing quickly, and essentially, I I didn't uh, I didn't uh, put it on uh, like uh, not paper but uh, surface, so, so I started like writing notes, and essentially that gets the like the new idea snowballing, 
So I, I started like write, writing down ideas, uh, thinking about things. I, I started like ask, asking myself questions, like uh, would would this idea work uh, good in this scenario, and would it work in this another scenario? And and I just try to keep, I, I sort of try to keep like take down my own idea, and whatever I'm left left with, I think it's uh, the good. Uh, uh, it's good enough that it uh, that it will cover most scenarios and won't cause tediousness. But uh, right now there's still a lot of uh, a lot of those UIs that from the from the prototyping stage that uh, that are sort of counterintuitive use, and that is because uh, they are sort of either incomplete or they are the very simple versions I wrote. So there's uh, you know so they also get other people complaining, but. The, cool thing about it is that I also get more feedback that way like uh, because they tell me they tell me uh, what they would like instead so I can now start also using that for for the for design decisions yes you're so. outsourcing to the hive mind which is really cool. yes <laughs> um, wh- what about in your exploration of UI in your in your under in, in trying to wrap your mind what makes good VR UI have you um, do you have any tips or tools or rules to share like Fruxio's ten rules for good VR UI? What would that look like? Maybe not well, ten. Maybe like five rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have. I'm not sure if I have five. Like, like uh, the way I think about things, I think it's also a bit more organic. So I don't have like a very hard, hard set rules. But one thing I like to do is sort of think. What if that what, what if that UI what if that thing was a real thing in the world? But what if I wasn't constrained by laws laws of physics? Like uh, like we mentioned God Simulator. So if if I was uh, if I had like God powers in the real world, how would I solve that problem? Oh, so <laughs> snaps! That clicked in my brain. Did you hear that clicking sound? That was my brain clicking. <laughs> that was good. Yes. Oh. But no, that's <laughs> very cool. Sorry, you were saying? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm just like like saying like like the, just the, just the general principle. But uh, the, then everything sort of comes organically. Like, uh... yeah. How much? You know, how much? And this might be a weird question. Maybe I don't. Maybe maybe I don't know if I'm. But I'm gonna ask it anyway. How much of your imagination are you using? Um, versus, you know, other parts of your brain, like your your mathematical sec, your logic session section, your like, your your the part where you're making Im- Im- models inside your mind, like, you know, how much of that is involved in th- was involved in creating Neos? I, I would imagine a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's sort of interplay of both, like. Um... Like uh, uh, to design Neos, I I write all a lot of notes, and essentially I just I actually at one time it it was actually like two years ago or so, uh, we just decided to print all the notes I made, and it was like uh, seven hundred or eight hundred pages. So I imagine it's serious? even more now. Whoa, <laughs> dude! <laughs> so there's it, a just, rumor going on. Yeah. By the way, can I tell you what the rumor was? There was a rumor going on uh, that people would say. You know that dude Fruxius? I'm like, yeah. That dude can do the coding of five developers, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I believe it now. I believe it, dude. <laughs> Thank you. The guy's like, the guy's, yeah, that guy's a super genius, man. He's like, <laughs> insane. I'm, I believe it. I mean, you're creating a god simulator for God's sake. It's <laughs> it's 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 insane. Um, 
But let me ask you another question because I'm I'm curious to know what the direction of Neo's VR is going to be, and in terms of like, what is your what is your grand vision for Neo's VR? You know, two, three years from now, five years from now, what is what does Neo VR look like to you? Hmm. I don't really know actually. Like, uh, I, I didn't. Like, I don't have a specific. It's it's. It's a lot of like different things in my mind. Like there, there's, there's. I, I would like it to be able to do this and that and uh, all of these. But generally, one thing I would like to, I would like to, uh, because it's always like hard to predict how things will go, especially for, like the development of software. But one thing I would like to see is uh, uh, have more like engagement in the community. Have essentially people building a lot of different stuff building a lot of different tools for all kinds of applications from like science, engineering, entertainment, and essentially expanding NEOs. So I'm so it's no longer like dependent on me because right, right now essentially I, I have to write ev- everything. Like when someone requests a new functionality, uh, I have to like decide how, how what's the priority of that functionality and should I do this one next or this another one. And once you, once you get the community going, you can essentially have uh, a lot of different people building stuff they like, that they find interesting themselves, and utilizing Neos like uh, to share it with, with other people and essentially build into this shared universe. But uh, it's real hard to predict like, how, how people and other developers will react. So I just uh, I, I thought of offer them something that I think will be useful and uh, something that I that I develop that is also useful for my, myself, like uh, developing and developing my own applications and ideas. And then I will just like see how, how it goes. I think it's going to go great. I'm, I'm a huge believer <laughs> in Neil's VR, just so you know. Um, just having, you know, just having been watching you uh, working on it, because I remember you showed me um, a while ago, I think it was at Oculus Connect number three or number two. Uh, number two. Number yeah. two, right? And I remember mm. we were sitting on that couch across from this dude named Marshall Klein from Oculus. I remember vividly mm. that day. And you were showing me um, with the Razer Hydra, Neo's Universe, I think. Mm-hmm. And at that yeah, I point, think it, was it was this crazy original. thing where it was like, I remember having this... And this uh, UI wheel that would pop up uh, 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 around my controller, and I would like twist my hand, and it would, and the and the and then the the UI wheel would like follow along, and mm. I and I remember just making trees everywhere, and just like <laughs> laying out world uh, a whole little world by myself in the span of like mm. three minutes. In three minutes, I was able to do what I could have what it could have taken me maybe fifteen minutes in Unity, mm. um, and so. The speed at which um the speed at which you're able to make things because of the intuitive nature of the UI, I I think is something that I I I can't I can't not hype enough really. Mm-hmm. Um, so 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 how did it evolve? How does Neo's VR evolve out of Neo's universe? I would imagine there was there's a little bit of interplay between both of them. Well, uh, actually, the one that you tried, that was another demo that I called uh, Neos uh, the Origin. Oh. Uh, because Neos the Universe, that's the scaling one. It was meant for Gear VR, and it's sort of like a narrative uh, experience uh, through the scales of the universe, with the objects circling around you. And both of these, they were essentially like a concept demos of, of something that I would like uh, Neos to be. And they are already like used a small portion of the Neos code base, but it was essentially a separate project. And 
And uh, in the case of Neo's origin, that actually shows uh, it prototypes something that's a lot higher level concept. And that uh, that's still to come to, to the big Neos because uh, because the Neos uh, the big one Neos VR. Uh, I'm sort of building it from the uh, from the bottom to up, like uh, making the very basic architectural layers, then building the tools on that. And essentially, it's going from like uh, low levels of abstraction to higher levels of abstraction. And use the origin where you could essentially like throw a tree and it would grow in the environment that you could uh, like shoot grass and make a grassy hill. Uh, the idea of that was uh, that is a very high level way of designing environments uh, in VR. That's also like uh, this also com- comes into the play that it makes you feel like uh, you have superpowers, like uh, you, ha- you have you are a god and you are making things grow in front of you. And more formally, uh, it, 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 I call this um, concept uh, like a concept and constraint. So it is sort of like uh, I compare it to like like telling telling a painter how to build uh, how how to paint something, and you could uh, and and that is, what do you tell him that is a concept? For example, you say I want uh, I want a landscape, and now there is a concept, and the painter is completely free to paint anything they want. They can make you a snowy landscape, they can make you some uh, like big mountains and things like that. But you can start like adding constraints on that. So you could say I want I want specifically I want snowy landscape and I want big mountain on the right. So now you're constrained, so, so, so you constrain what, what the output is going to look like, but the painter is still free to uh, to add a lot of little details. Uh, to the scene and essentially make the painting look good, because it, it, it sort of it it uh, it approaches the problem of creativity uh, from the other way. Because when when you want to create a painting yourself, you need to spend you need to spend essentially does um, like uh, thousands of hours painting and practicing. And the problem is that when you don't have enough skill, you don't make a good painting because there's a lot of details and a lot of uh, specifics that make a good painting uh, but you, you, you still you, you have an idea in your head like you, you know you want to make a snowy landscape with a big mountain on the right with a little house but you don't have the skill to inter- to, to do that well so the idea is essentially uh, like to flip, flip that and essentially uh, have, have you tell the idea what do you want to do and have something else like uh, it could be either an algorithm that, uh, that is uh, designed to be like uh, very aware of uh, of, uh, of of these little details that is designed by some skilled skilled designer, or have a human artist do that for you. So you essentially you are just providing the con- uh, concept and you are constraining that to a specific uh, version you want, but the system is still free to choose all the little details in the environment. And that's because when I look at some creative tools, like uh, either for VR or also for uh, like um, like old school applications. Uh, one of the things that you can often see people doing is that they, for example, take the same kind of rock and same kind of tree and just stamp it everywhere in the environment, and it looks very unnatural. But when you are a designer and you are creating a level, uh, what you do is uh, essentially you know that uh, all the variation and changes in the environment, they make it look more natural. But the person who is not skilled enough yet doesn't know that, so they just stamp the, stamp the tree. It's also very fast to do and very easy. So... Uh, and, but, but the result is ugly. So the idea of, of, of that concept is essentially that uh, by default it will look pretty, 
and you essentially have to put work like by putting too many constraints on the system to make it to make it ugly. So, and that, that is still like one of the con- like uh, because it's a very high level concept. Uh, it's still something that has uh, that is yet to come to NEOS. And uh, the, the demo I showed you, NEOS the origin was essentially just the prototype of that. It added a bunch of simple behaviors. For example, like when, when we would uh, shoot grass, uh, or when we when we would shoot grass, make grass environment, and then we would shoot uh, sand. The sand would actually like uh, do a lot of uh, other behaviors. It would like dry the grass, so it would become like uh, dried out, and it would give it a little bit more natural look than if you had to do each of these things like separately. Yeah, and this is the thing about deals that's so interesting. I mean, it's the versatility, the fact that like almost every object in it is pro- is programmable, and you can add animations, you can manipulate it, you could like. Pro, uh, you can program it to have some interactivity, like, <laughs> and 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 all and all of it is done in, with a visual uh, visual editor, um, and it's really intuitive, um, and I just and I'm just thinking to myself like, holy crap! But but this is insane. How did he do this? How does one person? How did, how could one person have built so much? And I like it. I like Neil so much, dude. That I'm gonna ask you some tough questions. Okay. <laughs> Because I want you to succeed. I want you to. I want you to make. I want to make sure that Neos is something that is 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 out there for for as much as long as possible. So the question mm-hmm. to me is, uh, the tough question for me is, you know, if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a Unity creator, um, why should I switch over to Neos? Why why should I leave my already very comfortable tool set that I'm comfortable with behind? To try out Neos, or is Neos a supplement for? T- could Neos become a supplement to my Unity knowledge? What do you think? Yeah, well, one thing about Neos is that uh, its architecture is designed to be very similar to a lot of existing tools, uh, in part because it's also inspired by them. So a lot of lot of the skills that you uh, that you gain with Unity and Unreal will actually transfer into Neos. So. Uh, that's one of the aspects, and the other another is that uh, you you gain something for uh, for using it for uh, for some of your projects. Like, uh, I don't think the Neos will be always useful for everything because uh, I think pretty much nothing nothing ever is. Like, you you have you have a rich set of tools, you have uh, you have different programming languages, you have different like uh, design like uh, graphics tools. And each tool has its own properties that are, that make it uh, better for some applications and worse for others. But the idea about Neos is that uh, for a large subset of applications that uh, you could build uh, with Unity, it will be easier to do with Neos. You could do it in much less time, and you will get a lot of uh, and you will get a lot of benefits and a lot of extra functionality without having to spend time working on them. And time is also money, so. It will save you. Uh, it will let you pr- produce content faster. So speaking of money, um, because this question was going to come up eventually, might as well ask mm. now. Um, do you foresee a future in which creators uh, inside of Neos are actually making money from the platform? Like, I don't know, like uh, creating uh, some sort of environment for a business as a marketing experience. Mm. Or creating some sort of visualization for a clinic somewhere and somewhere around the world. I don't know. Like, do you, what avenues 
uh, possible avenues of monetization do you see hmm. inside of Neos going forward? Um, because I think one of the things that makes killer apps killer is 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 the is is the ability to bring back something into the real world. Some of, hmm. with some some of them it's not money. Some of them it's a network effect, but. And and it could be with Neil's the same thing. It could be a network effect. It might not be money the the, the ultimate value that you gain. But tell me, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think one thing with Neil's that uh, this ultimate beneficial is that we have a lot of different options uh, given its versatility. So essentially, like uh, we don't have any like uh, definitive plans yet. But uh, one of, one of the options that we are considering is that. Uh, you could use it for commercial purposes, and when you are essentially building some kind of visualization, for example, for uh, for industry purposes, it will allow you to do that faster and in shorter time, and that gives you a competitive advantage over other um, other like um, approaches to the same problem. So you, you could essentially make uh, an application for someone using Neos, sell that application, and earn more that way. Or you could produce uh, content within Neos. Like uh, one thing we want to do is uh, sort of support creators within Neos. So let's say you make a, like a cool social experience or, or a cool game or cool creative experience. Uh, you could share it with, with people within Neos and uh, you use some form like uh, uh, like similar, for example, to YouTube. Like uh, you, you could either display ads or you could uh, you could uh, like uh, pay a subscription like uh, YouTube Red or Spotify and essentially uh, gain, earn some money that way. So you could have people like uh, regularly producing new content within Neos, either, uh, like uh, like either creative content or it can be even like something like uh, like uh, news done in VR. So there, there's a lot of lot of different possibilities, but uh, it's, it's it's hard to predict which way it will go and what will people be interested in. So we will uh, we will also like uh, take take that into consideration. And adjust be based on the on the feedback from the users and the usage patterns. Very cool. And so the next question um, is is it requires a little bit of self reflection and, and and no worries if it's if it's if it's <laughs> if it's too much. What is what is Neo's not good for? Like if I'm a person, huh? if I'm thinking about like if I'm a person and I'm listening from somewhere around the world and I'm thinking of an idea. That I want to incorporate, you know, w- what I want to do is I basically want to say, look, this is what this is this is what Neos is good for, um, and this is what it's not good for. Therefore, um, you know, if you're trying to do that thing, Neos is not for you. Is that is that something? Is there something in Neos that is it, that you can think that you can think? Oh, you know, I, I think Neos is not meant for this. It's actually meant for something else. No, definitely. Actually, I like thinking about this myself because uh, sometimes I can think, how can I make it good for the application? How can I expand it? But uh, I think I would like like to ask for clarification if you mean what Neos isn't good for right now, uh, or what is what is what the concept of Neos isn't good for like uh, generally. Ah, because... well, I think let's like let's stick with the concept of Neos because ne- if Neos isn't good at something right now, I can imagine you're gonna build it eventually, hmm. and that point is gonna be mute. Um, so in general, what what do you think uh, the overall concept of Neos? Um, yeah. Yeah, so well, this this one is a little bit difficult to generalize. But uh, one of the examples, for example, is if you are building like very high performance applications. Uh, I think it's always going to be 
uh, or at least for a very long time, is going to be beneficial to write your own solution. Because every uh, even even with a lot of optimizations, uh, tools like Neos, they add a certain level of overhead. So let's say you are building like a huge, uh, massive uh, multiplayer game, and their massive multiplayer game was specific to your uh, specific like uh, it, it it was like massive like something like World of Warcraft. Uh, it has massive set of environments, massive set of uh, items and things like that, and you don't need all the functionality of Neos. You, you have no benefit from that. So it, it makes uh, more sense to build your custom solution that is specific for your uh, for your own application or for your own game. Uh, so this is one of the examples. And there was another thing. Um, I don't wait, what was that? Uh, oh, sorry, I lost, lost the train of thought. No worries, no worries. That's, that, it'll, it'll come back, my friend. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so, it, it, are there applications besides uh, Unity and Unreal? There are there games or other VR experiences that inspired you, um, or, or that motivated you this you, to say like, "Oh, snaps! I want to make sure Neos does this," um, especially because in this blank game they did it really well, or in this blank application they did it really well. Um, so as, aside from Unity and Unreal, uh, what other sources of inspiration did you find? Oh, but I just recalled the other thing I wanted to mention. Oh Should yeah, I... please, do, come back, come back to that. Yeah, one thing also about Neos uh, is that uh, essentially it makes, uh, because it makes things very easy to duplicate, like you could, you, could, you could take an object and duplicate it, and because everything is so dynamic, for some reason, uh, for, for all uh, the there's a lot of applications for which you don't need that. Like uh, the applications are static, and you don't want the content to be easily uh, like uh, reproducible. So that's another thing where the Neos uh, might not provide you enough benefit to be, to be worth it. Mm-hmm. But uh, to your other question, um, there's this is also a little bit difficult to answer for me because uh, there's a lot of little things like uh, like. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of games that I play that uh, and they have various aspects and design principles and design aspects and I always like like to whenever I'm playing a game I always like to look how the game is designed how is it how is it constructed and how they solve some problems and sort of uh, incorporate that, that that into my own thinking but after a while because there's a lot, a lot of a lot of different things like that uh, I sort of lose track what what comes from what comes from what. So it becomes sort of like this, uh, like a gestalt of, uh, like a framework of mind about uh, the way I think about problems. But uh, it it comes from from a lot of things, like n- not even just games, but also like movies and uh, TV series and books I read. So, like uh, one thing that, you, uh, that I would definitely mention is Minecraft, which is also one one of my favorite games, and it's because of uh, like. Uh, one thing I like about Minecraft is how simple it is. Like the basic principle of Minecraft is very, very simple. Yet it allows you to do so many different things and experience so many different scenarios. And you can build so many, so many different things. Like you have people building uh, beautiful structures. You have people just playing it as a survival game. You have people making machines within Minecraft and making various automation. You, have, you even have people building like entire. Uh, functional like uh, processors within Minecraft, and it all comes from these very simple principles. 
and that is something that makes makes uh, it has like a certain elegance, and that is something that I like about things. And this is also one of the things I wanted to do in Neos have have the have the way it is designed and the way its basic building blocks are uh, function, have it elegant in a certain way. Because uh, even though it's uh, they are relatively simple and they have very well-defined function, their combinations are also many, so many different uh, different like applications and so many different scenarios. And what's important is enable things that uh, I don't myself expect. And that's, that's actually one, one of my favorite things. Like when, when someone or even myself like uh, spontaneously we do something in neos that i didn't even think was possible to do in neos and uh, by designing a system that is general enough you you, you get uh, a lot of scenarios like that and uh, that's also like uh, something it comes from from a lot of different things like uh, even things like uh, how c sharp is designed like i love love reading the design notes from andres Heilsberg, who is the chief, chief designer of uh, c sharp but uh Minecraft is also one of the examples of uh, what uh, what this principle does, and we have also a lot, lot of lot of like uh, clones of Minecraft and games that have similar principles, but they they, they aren't uh, in a way right. Like the, the the basic principles aren't combined in a way that it doesn't make a compelling game. But Minecraft did it. Uh, Minecraft did that uh, so very well that you could just play that uh, for hundreds of hours and uh, you still have fun. You still have new scenarios. So. All right, so I'm going to ask you about something that you probably don't like to think about, and that is your marketing strategy, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to oh, do no. to get the word out? How are you going to get people to try the uh, uh, try Neos? What's your strategy looking like? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here to help. I'm here. Don't worry. This is what I'm here yeah. for. Yeah, um, I, I, I can do have like a very um, like good approach to this. So essentially... Uh, what, what I, usually what I do is I, I make some kind of video, and, but, but actually I have one answer, answer to that. Uh, but uh, what, what I do is essentially I make video, I throw it on Reddit, I throw it on YouTube and on Twitter, and may, maybe somebody will watch it and then nobody does. <laughs> and I wonder, wonder what, 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 what went wrong. And that another catches on and uh, I wonder what is different about that one. So it's kind of like random. But... One of the things I want to do is that in the past two years or so, I was also doing a lot of different things related to NEOs. And actually, they're not even like related, related specifically to NEOs. For example, I was like doing some like cool 3D scanning like things and some, some applications and a lot of things that I have prepared that I'm going to be publishing over next next weeks. And essentially what I want to do can actually... I'm thinking if I, if I should tease one because I, I teased it in uh, in the trailer. So one of the things I did is uh, I essentially I did uh, like a 3D time lapse of a plant growing, and I, th- I think that that, uh, that it's on itself like uh, it's not even related to Neos, but that on itself is very cool like uh, just just a cool thing to see. You can see a plant grow in 3D, and it's actually a plant like it's, it's not 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 modeled or like uh, simulated. But it's actually a plant that was 3D scanned every day, and uh, wow. that you can now visualize in VR. And this is something that I haven't released yet. But what I want to do is uh, I want to wait a little bit for for the announcement of the 
like for, for people to start playing around with Neos. And then I'm also release a video where we'll all show uh well I will show the time lapse itself. I will also I, I have videos prepared I will show how I did it. So I want because I want other people to be able to replicate this and also find it useful like not not, not just as a marketing video but also an educational video so they can learn how to do these things. And, that, that, and later in the video, I also mention that uh, you can use Neos to visualize this. And if you want to look at the, at the time lapse I created or whatever it is, you can go into Neos and you can go to, uh, you can download it on Steam and you can go check it out and see it for yourself. So that will sort of be my way to continually invite people into Neos uh, to bring, uh, to show them some like cool content that I have uh, prepared. So hopefully... Hopefully that will uh, that will like keep reminding people uh, about Neos and for those who haven't haven't seen it like uh, they, they will learn about it that uh, Neos exists and you can also do this cool thing in Neos or you can do this cool thing and not use Neos at all so it's up to you. Yeah, um, one thing that I think is really effective on on Twitter, if I can give you some some suggestions, <laughs> is GIFs. If you oh, yes. or or GIF, whatever you want to call it, so 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 I so I think um, something that was extremely popular or is still extremely popular is GIFs of mm. AR Kit or AR Core, and it's just it's and it's just simple, really super simple AR like um, visualizations, applications, whatever you call mm. it, and 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 they they're getting huge amounts of tra- traction. I would imagine that if you put together a, a quick GIF of some of the coolest things that you can do with Neos, holy mm. crap! I mean, I think I think because people like seeing. I think there's something about um, being able to see what people do with their controllers with their hands in VR mm. that I think speaks to people. That that just makes it just makes it that much more interesting. Mm. So so that's one suggestion. Um, the other is that you're probably you're pre- pretty much doing what you're supposed to be doing. I think I think that's exactly what you want to do. Like you want to educate people at the same. You know, the prim- the primary reason why you want to market is because you want to educate people. And if mm. you go into that, if you go into it with that mentality, you're actually going in there to provide value and not just mm. you know throw up ads at people and you know that's how you get ignored. So. So I think I think you're doing it right, man. I think I think it's just uh, it's just a matter of giving it time, and I think letting um, the product do a lot of the talking. Because that was the other mm. thing, you know. It's 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 marketing is a lot easier when you have something good to show. <laughs> so, mm. yes. so 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 keep that in mind. I think I think it's one of those the other things is you want to highlight how amazing, how awesome, how easy it is to use Neos. Um, and I think, and I think you'll be set, and I think that's going to happen. I just, I just mm. because you barely just released it, so it's not like it's very, it's it's out there in the world very much. When is mm. Neos going to get released? When is there going to be a full uh, official release? By the way, oh yeah. So, so first, thank you very much for for the pointer. I'm definitely going to do that, like uh, very short clips, and it's going to be like right now we have a closed beta. And it's available. We have uh, like a Patreon campaign where people can get early releases. And the open beta, it's on May fourth, so it, it, it's it's pretty soon. Oh, May fourth, May fourth! Holy crap! May the 4th, oh yes. May fourth, May the fourth be with you. Yes. Okay. Actually, 
Actually, had someone mentioned it to me. I, I didn't even realize that because uh, I picked the date because it was uh, uh, it was like two weeks from the beta uh, announcement, mm-hmm. and it was Friday. So, <laughs> and then someone someone told me that it's a Star Wars Star Wars Day. So it's it's nice coincidence. <laughs> Isn't it funny? There's a Star Wars day. <laughs> yes. There's a day for was, Star Wars. That's hilarious. I was wondering, like, first, what, uh, what is the relation? Like, uh, I, first, I was thinking, wait, is, is the new film coming out? Or <laughs> it's just a silly pun, man. Just a silly. Yes. Pun. People are funny like that. Um, yes, man. I like that. Yeah, and I think, and I, and I think you're definitely gonna, you're, you're pretty, um, you're pretty exposing yourself to be labeled the Jedi simulator. Um, that <laughs> comes out. <laughs> become a nice I, I that. Yeah, there's one more reason to add it, like the physics dynamics into the news. Yes. Although probably like not, it, it, uh, not not enough time. Well, you can already there can you can already do so much inside the news. You can animate, yeah. you can sculpt, you can paint, you can mo- modify, you can add can uh, interactions, you can build up, like. Holy crap! Yeah. There's so much, and it and it and there's so much more on the way. So yeah, yeah even like a, yeah, and also even like the, the environments that I showed in Neos, uh, they were all built in Neos. Like everything, like they, they start uh, pretty much from scratch, like uh, an empty world, and everything you saw was built. Like like the 3D models, for example, they are imported and made with external tools as well as the textures. But everything is put together. The interactions, uh, it's all built in Neos. So it's it's not like just uh, there's, there's also one one of the problems like I have with presentation is that when I show a drawing tool, uh, people think it's uh, oh it's a tilt brush in like a tilt, tilt brush cl- clone, but uh, what I can can get uh, across easily is that uh, the tool itself it's sort of like constructed within EOS that you can build the materials within EOS and everything else and the environment the tool exists exists in it's all like uh, in EOS so. Yeah, uh, and let me ask you this: What are you? What are your plans, or what's your, you know, what does your blueprint blueprint look like, <laughs> uh, um, in terms of sharing? Like, like how, how how will you make it easier easy for me to be able to share the things I create in Neils with the outside world? Um, what, what, what do you mean exactly? Like uh, outside worlds, like uh... like, mm, like something I want to do, and we were having this conversation a little bit earlier. I think something I really want to do is I, I want to be able to like um, give someone a, a link, a, a website link, and immediately yes. that would transfer them over to the world or the environment I crafted in Neos. Mine is the Neos functionality because I wouldn't want them to like mess with it. It would just be for show. Mm. But I would, but I would imagine that that would be a really seamless way to be able to share people share with people the things that you're creating with Neos. What are your what are your thoughts? What are your what are what are some ways to make sure that people are able to share their thing the things that they are creating in Neos a lot easier with other platforms, with other people, um, and so on and so forth. Hmm. Well there's uh, several ways to do that. Like uh, right now what you can do is you can actually generate a hyperlink for for a world, and if you click it, it, it will open Neos, but they need to have in, Neos installed. So uh, one one thing you could do is uh, this it, it, is something that we are like uh, th- thinking about because right now everything is essentially pretty much pretty much requires the Neos to be installed or or transferred in some form, and 
what we could do is essentially when they click the link, it would offer them to install NEOS, and if they have installed already, it would open NEOS and open the world that you linked. But uh, there's a question, like if, if, if they need to install an extra application, is that big enough of a hurdle so they don't do it? And uh, I think like th- 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 there are a lot of lot of different applications. Like you had you had the uh, like Microsoft Silverlight, and it was like the flash uh, flash competitor, and a lot of fewer people actually had it installed. So I think there might be similar problem like uh, with uh, with NeoS that uh, people don't want to install something extra. But one thing that we are like. Uh, looking into but not 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 too deeply yet so i cannot like give a very very detailed answer on this but it's something that we are considering is using like webgl and uh, other tools like that so you could uh, export at least a subset of your world so maybe not everything will function but uh, you you could publish it easily in online online and essentially have a neo score running in your web browser but there is a lot of lot of unknowns in that area so uh, because right now the focus in, is on the NEOS itself, like the application. So that's, uh, yeah, can't really like give, give too much insight right now. That's okay. No, and thank you for giving me what you were able to. That's totally fine. Um, and I think, yeah, uh, sharing, I think, is something that's important to me. Um, mm. and, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to come up with something awesome. So so keep keep at it, man. Mm. You're, you got this. Um yeah. So let's see. I think I'm trying to. I think we're trying. We're starting to bring things down to a close. Are, is there anything in your mind that you want to bring up? You know that we didn't talk about in the conversation. Hmm. I don't know. We covered a lot. Yeah. We talked a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, of <laughs> and and we were in Neos for like three hours. It's it. God, <laughs> it's gonna get man. You got. I think you got me addicted to that thing, man. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm. Because, you know, the thing, I, you know, for the longest time, I've been wondering, like, how do I make VR inside VR? Because I'm a lazy fuck and I don't want to learn the program. Um, <laughs> and and here you are giving me that very thing. Um, even though I'm not going to lie, I did start learning a little bit of C Sharp. Um, and I realized that a lot of the things that I've picked up on the C Sharp um, were showing up in Neos in a way. Yes. And, and I think that's really cool because you're making it super intuitive for people who have that pre some previous knowledge of programming to really get you know to take to really really get off the run the, get off the ground running when they start mm. up neos um, yeah and i yeah and also i, th- I think this another thing like uh, even if you know c sharp it's uh, it's like uh, it's one of my favorite languages and uh, essentially neos is almost entirely written in c sharp and even if you know C Sharp and use Neos, it will C Sharp will still be very useful to you because you could write new scripts and new modules for Neos. And this, this also uh, like um, it touches on another thing because that's something when I'm disc- when I discuss with people, they often have this, men- have this mentality that uh, the software it has to be for a specific group of people. Like, is it for beginners who are programming, or is it for like end users, or is it for uh, like uh, skilled developers? And what I see that is that uh, you, you can have it more like uh, a set of layers. So, for example, you can have someone, um, someone uh, like like with a visual programming system, you can create a lot of behaviors, and potentially it's it's but uh, uh, potentially you can create anything. But as as the behaviors grow in complexity, it becomes very tedious to do to it to do it that way. So you, you, it might be actually more beneficial to write a script for more complex behaviors. 
But uh, imagine you don't know how to write scripts. You can essentially have someone else write uh, like uh, completely new notes or new components and new behaviors. And then you as an user, you, you can use these in, uh, new notes within your like visual scripting. And then essentially from the visual scripting, you create, uh, you use it to create a new tool that does something new. And then a user who doesn't know visual scripting can still use this tool you have created to, for example, build uh, new environments or, or build, uh, like you mentioned, fractals before. For example, let's say you make a tool that uh, creates fractals in VR and they could use it to create a beautiful art in VR and then, for example, export it and publish it somewhere or share it within EOS. So I think that, so I think it's uh, I like to think of it as uh, like having different layers of abstraction and different layers of uh, like a skill level that sort of interact with each other. So and so is Neo's yeah. open source? Like if, for example, like if I write a C sharp script, will that C sharp script show up publicly in a public library where everybody will have access to it, or is it just local to me? Ah, uh, that depends on how you publish it. Like right, right now, uh, you essentially what you do is uh, you can compile the C sharp scripts into or, or code into uh, like assembly file, and it uses uh, it uses sort of like inter- intermediate uh, assembler. So you cannot you cannot get exactly the uh, complete source. Although there there are tools which can decompile that back into C sharp. But uh, essentially, what you can do you can you can publish this library and have people uh, essentially load it into their instances of NEOS. And right now, the, the, uh, the ultimate goal is that uh, uh, you'll be able to load these at runtime, and the system is architected, so you can do that, but uh, the reason you cannot do that right now is because it's very insecure. You could, uh, or rather, there are many security risks, because uh, you could simply join some experience or open a world in NEOS, and it would load some malicious code, and it, it could like uh, it could uh, encrypt your files and do, do things that uh, it shouldn't. So it's not it's not allowed uh, to be used that way yet. Uh, and uh, first, it is essentially, what I want to do is I want to implement uh, rather integrate uh, a sandbox which will isolate the code and prevent this kind of behavior. So it's actually uh, it's it's, it's uh, pretty much the same problem that the web browsers are solving that you, you could. Uh, you could have uh, JavaScript in the web browser or essentially any, any code that loads with the web page itself. You could have it do something malicious. So they have to sandbox it. So it, it, it essentially cannot uh, reach the rest of your computer. And the cool thing about it is that uh, uh, Chrome, the web browser, it has a very powerful sandbox, which also is which also funny because it's, it's also they're actually not implementing the sandboxing functionality itself, but they are using func- sandboxing functionality of the underlying operating system. But uh, their sandbox it's it's uh, is usable as a separate library, and uh, I'm essentially architecting Neos so it can be integrated with the sandbox and use it for security. And at that point, you will be able to essentially bring dynamically your uh, your scripts or libraries into Neos. And essentially load up a new behavior that way. So, wow, yeah. wow, wow! I mean, honestly, like the I keep I keep asking questions to see if there's something that like Niels can't do and Niels is doing everything. So, it's dude. How many hours did you put into Niels? How, how and how many like? How did you how did you stay motivated? Like how did you like, you know. 
Like, did you ever, like, get overwhelmed by by the realization that, holy shit, I got a mountain to climb? Or, <laughs> or do you feel like... A lot, a lot of... Baby yeah. steps, like you just like baby steps. I just gotta keep going. Baby steps, like how do you how do you do it? How did you keep going? Well, kind of both. Like uh, like often I I think like th- th- there's just so much to do just to get this viable, and uh, I need to add this and this other functionality, and this one is going to take so much time. Uh, so, so a lot of the time it feels very overwhelming. But even if I if I like uh, if I feel very awful and uh, I don't want to work. Uh, uh, I still try to like force myself to do something. Like for example, I write a to-do list, and I have like a bunch of tasks in yours, and so some of them require a lot, a lot more creative thinking. So I need to solve new problems and find the right approach to something. But there's also a lot of like uh, menial tasks, like uh, like I need to fix this, I need to optimize this, and uh, this is this this part is taking much memory, and this is causing freezes, and this file format isn't important correctly so I sort of write this down and w- when I'm not feeling good uh, I will focus on these because uh, I, I don't need to think much to do these they are m- like more more uh, tedious tasks and that actually also helps a little bit because when I suddenly like um, when suddenly like Neo, at least some parts of Neos run faster or use less memory or are more efficient it also makes you feel better that you made progress so that that also helps. Like, let me ask you this: How old are you right now? Ah, uh, uh, I'm 26. You're 26. You're barely 26 years old. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> you're barely 26, and you're been you already built your own metaverse. What <laughs> the fuck? This is crazy. What, how long do you see yourself working on Neils? Well, like, like, like kind of indefinitely. Like, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure like where it, where it will will it go. Like, uh, but. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that are on the project that it, it, it could always like keep going and extending and uh, sort of uh, yeah, it's a very like long long term project and I I don't have a specific idea of like uh, I, th- I think at some point I would like to like uh, take focus and build some other things, but I would also like to return to Neo, so at least keep keep extending or contributing to it some to it somehow. Although right, right now it's uh, it's it's pretty much dependent on me, so uh, I really want to get the community involved and get more people familiar with Neos and uh, the code base of Neos and the core principles of Neos. So it actually it doesn't it doesn't depend solely on me, and I can actually do something else for uh, for a while without everything getting stalled. And so you want it? You want Neos to sort of become this self building self built. Uh, self-built organ, organic sort of thing that's build, building itself organically through the hive mind, right? Like that's that's the, the dream. Yes, sort of. And uh, well, yeah. I imagine like there will be like uh, like because there's a lot, uh, it depends a lot on the specifics. Like you can have people building specific components and tools, and they don't need to like they don't need to touch sort of neos like the, the neos core itself. But uh, the Neo score is also like um, like a good analog is actually the C sharp programming language language because it is uh, uh, it's been also around for uh, I'm not sure when when it started it was like 1996 I think or was that Java yeah I'm not uh, no, I don't, I, I'll, sometime around the time but it's it's very old like it's at least uh, 15 17 years old 
And essentially the person who is who originally designed it is still working on it. So and they are always like extending extending language, listening to feedback of the community, deciding what what is a good good next direction for the language to take. But the language itself it's also used for huge amounts of projects. So there's a lot of a lot of things spawned around that. So I can I kinda of imagine it being a little bit like that. So you have actually people um like some core team uh, of who are working on the core of NEOS and uh, actual like data model and extending it so extending it so it's applicable to more applications and you have people using it to build uh, a lot of things on on top of that like for C sharp we have people building libraries for all kinds of purposes and we have people building uh, complete projects using these libraries and the language itself so yeah that's it. So uh, let me ask you this: Why Neos? Why the name Neos? Because in my mind, oh. I think about when I hear the word Neos, it sounds like a cryptocurrency, and it reminds <laughs> me of the Matrix. Neo, the main yes. character from the Matrix. So, yes, yes. What, 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 where did the name come from? Um, actually, like uh, we are deciding on how to call it because Neos, it essentially it started as uh, like it has its origins as uh, War of Communios, the the first. Uh, like the educational application that I built. But the problem with it is that it is a little bit mouthful and a lot of people don't know what it is. And because it is also a very weird name, a lot of people were mispronouncing that. So we wanted, we wanted a very simple name. And we had like uh, like at least dozens of like, I was just thinking up random names. And one of them was very silly, like because uh, one one. Uh, I wanted to focus it around ideas, so one of the ideas, ideas was to call it ideatory. So you, you could go like, uh, like you could have a situation where you're pondering some problem, and you go, hmm, what should we do? And then someone goes, tori ideatory. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, it's... it's, it's <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that's good. But, yeah. But it was a funny joke, like funny mental image, but it was a stupid name, so <laughs> we kept thinking. And essentially, at one point, I think uh, I, I, I like uh, tried like uh, combinations of words, and I, I think I thought of neo space, like a new, because uh, I was in Latin, Latin, because it, it sounds cool. And then I shortened it, like I removed the uh, the space bit, left just the S. It was neos. And I thought it, it, this sounds good. Like uh, this has, uh, it's it's pretty short. It's just four letters. It has pretty good uh, ring to it, and uh, it also it has this uh, neo reference to the matrix, and uh, which is also like very fitting for for the metaverse. But um, I was thinking like this is too short name. This will be already taken by something. So I googled it, and uh, almost nothing came up. Although now you can find a few a few other things. So we just decided to use that one. So let me ask you this. In the past two years that you've been working on NEOs, what have you learned about yourself? Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly learned a lot of of things about, uh, more things about computer science, programming, design, architecture, and things like that. But I don't know. I would have to think about this for, for a while. Okay, no problem. And let me ask you this, and I think I've asked you... By the way, 
I'm starting to get annoyed with myself. I say the word, let me ask you this. I say the phrase, let me ask you this way too much. And I'm catching myself <laughs> doing it. <laughs> and I'm just no, like, feel. and I just feel like, ah, damn it. Why do I keep doing it? Um, so I probably asked you this um, last time we spoke, but I want to know if you have the same response this time. And the question is, why is VR important to you, Fruxios? Hmm. Oh, one of the things I really like about VR is that it sort of um, also comes to us is that uh, I like I like imagining things and uh, whether it's like a like a crazy alien war or something something like that or surreal experience or it could be like a, like a mathematical visualization like when I'm solving some problem I want to visualize it in a way in in my mind that uh, essentially allows me to think about it better. So I can essentially like uh, let's say I'm imagining some vector interacting with something, and I would like to grab that vector and essentially move it around. And you can sort of do that with your with your mind, and that helps you solve uh, solve problems. You can do that a little bit on paper, but that's uh, that's also limited in a way. And uh, you also want want to like share those ideas with others. Like you you want to take the image. And the world you or, or the construct you imagine in your head, and you want to share it with others. And one way to do that is using words, but that's very slow and very inefficient. Like it, it takes all the words to explain something, and you, even then you don't completely convey the idea. But with VR, what's cool about it is that you can take the imagination in your head, and you can essentially uh, you can essentially put yourself. Or someone else into that uh, into that world, or you can put it in front of them, and it is for me that, that is very powerful. And it's actually also one of the like my goals for Neos. Like uh, like um, I have this like uh, huge long term goal for Neos that probably won't ever be achieved. But like like the core idea is that uh, whatever you are able to imagine in your head will happen. Like you don't even have to think how; you just need to imagine it. But something like that would require like some neural interface and some complex AI and uh, I don't know how many how many more things. And it's it's pretty much like uh, harder to tell that it will be ever possible. But it's 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 sort of like a direction towards which you can make steps. Dude, that and that is also one of the things I want to. I, <laughs> sorry, sorry, but I was just yeah. thinking about like the building world with your mind. Holy fuck, dude! <laughs> yes, that's that. But but that's but just just to make it clear, that's not, that's not a planned feature right now. So don't expect it. Okay, okay, just double check, just to make sure. Uh, right on. So you were you were saying something else? You were about to say something just now. Um. But yeah, the, 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 you can go into the worlds that couldn't you're even exist. sounding really bad right now. Did you move your mic or did something, did something happen? No. No. Yeah, you sound... Uh, I don't think so. so. Hold on. Hello. You, yeah, you sound, like, uh, you sound like you're really muffled and you sound like... Hello, hello. I can hear you. I can hear you 100%, but it just sounds like you're... Like you put a, like you put a t-shirt over your mic or something or... Mm. Um, so that's weird. 
Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you a little bit weird as well. Like, it, it might be network connection. It might be the network connection. You know, you know what this is? This is the simulation telling us to stop talking. And we're going to listen to the simulation. <laughs> no. uh, damn it, simulation. Why did you ruin the best things in life? Yeah. So here we are, down to a close. Fruitsil, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts to share with the audience before we bring things to a close? Hmm... Mm, try anything else, maybe. <laughs> try yes, yes, definitely. And how can people stay in touch and follow all the things that you're doing these days? Oh yes, so, so we have a Patreon page uh, at sure uh, I said URL. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so it's at Patreon slash uh, NewsVR. We also have uh, head on Steam. I'm also on Twitter with uh, Fruxio Sandro. And what else? We also have a Facebook page, I think. Um, I think that's all. Cool, cool, cool. And I'll make sure I'll add, to add those links in the show notes. Fruxius, yeah. you sir, are a more more than a scholar, more than a wizard, oh. more than I don't even know, dude. You're like genius level nine thousand virtual reality guy. Oh. Like I can't. Like I, I honestly think you're one of those people that's gonna change the world, man. I'm not joking when I say that. Like I'm seriously excited to follow your trajectory because um, I feel like I'm touching a little bit of history just by having a conversation with you, man. So, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you for building Neos. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to check it out, and I will see you in the metaverse, sir. Yes, see you there, and thank you very much too.